and welcome to Cold Cuts, the show where none of us have read the script until you, the audience, see us receiving them here on screen. We are on episode three of Day of the Greeks, which is written by Joseph Blakey, and the entirety of Cold Cuts is based on a concept by Declan Grogan. So, to recap what happened last week, Vincent, Sam, Rowan, and Chuck, alongside the stranger, begin their quest to complete a play to save the world. Chuck and Sam enlist the help of Bert, a grungy hipster with an irrational fear of bears. Or, I don't know, I think it's a rational fear. (laughs) As their crew guy, Vincent enlists the help of Jeffrey, a mute 60s hippie for lighting and sound design. He also recruits his reluctant girlfriend Veronica, an upperclassman leading a one-woman war against productivity. (laughs) As Vincent's quest furthers and Sam gains new friends, she and Rowan begin to struggle in their classes. Sam continues to prioritize the play above all things until in a moment of panic during rehearsal, she hits the stranger with Vincent's car. As a result, the stranger reveals himself to Vincent as a satyr, half-man half-goat, and fed up with Vincent. He vanishes into thin air, leaving all of them alone. And here are the actors who will be bringing episode three to life for you. Actors, please tell us your name, which character you're playing, and your predictions for this episode. Do you think the stranger's gonna come back? If he does, is he gonna be changing forms? What about the dragon? And we still haven't gotten an answer about Sam's shoes from the future. Is Sam the dragon? Is Sam going to have to pilot the Evangelion to make sure that Rowan doesn't have to do it? I don't know. As the stranger, I think the stranger will come back still in goat form and just be really angry and just trample everybody before they get a chance to even put the play on. I feel like the stranger just steals Sam's shoes and then at some point ditches them because they're too hard to walk with with his goat feet. And then just ate them. What if Sam becomes a satyr and doesn't need those shoes anymore because she'll have hooves? Exactly. Exactly. Did you just ship Sam and the stranger then? We've been playing all kinds of shipping games, and I see Brando, of course, lighting up for this. <laughs> it could happen. It could happen. Anything could happen. Let's go ahead and add our shipping predictions to our, our introduction. So up first, we have C. Chen. Hi, you guys. My name is C. Um, pronouns are she, they, and I'm playing Rowan. Um, you said he was a satyr. I thought, isn't there like a form of the devil that like has goat features? That's what I thought he was. Baphomet. Okay, sure. I'll yeah. go with that. Yeah, I thought he was like the devil. So I don't know. I mean, there was a lot of, there's a lot of overlap in the traditions there. Uh-huh. So. But maybe it's just because like the only satyr I've seen is like in um, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and he's friendly. So I was like... <laughs> Is he like that kind of satyr or like a, you know, devil kind, which are very different? Well, I guess we'll find out. But there's also, of course, the uh, chaotic horny ones from Greek mythology as well. And this is called Day of the Greeks. It is. Okay. All right. Maybe this is like Narnia fan fiction too. Who knows? It could also still be Baphomet. We don't know. The sky's the limit here. It could also be, what's his name from the Hercules cartoon from Disney? Who knows? Phil, thank you. Could still be Phil. Uh, Nina, you are going to have to, like, be Danny DeVito. <laughs> I am so down. I mean, The Stranger was already, you know, on the way there anyway, apparently. <laughs> Just go full DeVito. You know what? If he's not going to be voicing Mario, then we got to show him some love here. <laughs> we do. That's so true. Pain. Up next, we've got Brando Crawford. Yep, um, Nina, you cannot replace me. Take my spot. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, hi, everyone. I'm just excited to be here, and I'm just really hoping Chuck finds love in this episode. I think that he needs <laughs> he needs something. He's a little bit two dimensional. I think he needs to explore. I hope it's unconventional. I thought I actually hope it's him and the stranger. Nina, when you go, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Wait, did everyone just go quiet? No, I'm just wondering. So you don't, you're off the stranger and, and dragon ship then. Like, I thought you guys were talking off? about a Jewish satyr, like the meal that we have. So I was completely <laughs> lost during that conversation. Um, <laughs> let's be honest. Fair. Homophones are a thing that exists. Up next, we have Delton Ingle Sorrel. 
Hi, my name is Delta Eggles I'm playing Vincent, and gosh, I'm trying to come up with predictions, but my most pressing questions seem to be, why didn't upperclassmen think to make more than one copy of an important document, and like, is it a goat stomach or a human stomach? Those are the ones that are, those, those are taking over my mind right now. Those are good questions. I mean, I guess we'll find out when we start seeing the stranger licking cans or not. <laughs> That's true. I mean, he ate paper. Which I know people who ate paper, but not that much paper that fast. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, pika is a thing that exists. So, I mean, you could still be human with pika. This is, this is true. This is true. But I'm still really hoping for the E.T. scene of them all riding the dragon off into the sunset. That's, I've still got my hopes. I've still got my hopes. And what about your shipping preferences? <sighs> you know, I think... I like to wait and see where things go a little bit more. Especially with a twist like this, who knows what can happen to change the dynamics between all of the people, right? Like, we had the rom-com start that might have Sam with the stranger, but then the stranger turned into a goat! So, I don't know what, I don't know what to expect anymore. I don't know what to expect. I mean, in fairness, have you seen Greek satyrs? Yeah, that's why I'm kind of rooting against it now, because I don't approve of some of their choices. Some parts of them aren't goat-like. Some this parts is a show of them for are adults. <laughs> and uh, some of their behavior is all too human. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. It's, it's chaos Maybe it's a D&D &D satyr. Just a fey wild creature up to no good. That's always a possibility. Huh? We'll get back to that. Up next, we have Crystal Lee. Hello, I play Bert as well as Ember, and oh man, I wish I could give any prediction. I feel like I'm still stuck on, like, I'm still hanging on to the idea that the the play is like some weird ritual that's just going to be, like, disguised as a play. But also, I'm sorry, I just got, I, I got distracted by the, the goat stomach or human stomach is a really good question. Oh god, I don't I don't know cuz like what what happened to the the script? What are you going to do without a script? And they didn't make copies. Did they save it on Word? What what era is this? Do they have like backups, you know, like to the cloud? Is the cloud where the dragon comes from? I don't Is it all a metaphor for technology? I don't Yeah, it's it's just it's all kind of a mush up there. But in terms of ships, as far as ships go, I'm like I'm feeling I'm still feeling stra stranger and dragon. I could see salmon dragon, maybe like, you know, Kicked your shoes off and they just, they just rode off into the sunset on a dragon. I like that. I like that visual. Yeah, that's that's all, that's all I got. I don't know. So instead of a horse girl, Sam is a dragon girl. Yes, absolutely. A thousand times yes. Eldritch dragon girl. Because, I mean, if you're going to go dragon, you may as well go eldritch exactly. dragon. Exactly. That's how I see it. Right yeah. off into yeah. the apocalypse. All right. Up next, we have Nina Nikolic. Hello. I am Nina. I play the stranger and Jeff. Pronouns she, her. The stranger and Jeff are uh, he, him's, but that is beside the point because we are just genderless up in here and we just mm -hmm. play it where there is the most comedy and that's great and I freaking love it. And I ship the stranger and Sam, the stranger and Vincent, <laughs> the stranger and basically everybody just separately. Whenever the stranger feels like it, because the stranger is a goat. And we'll just do goat things, you know? And also, but Jeff, though, he's having a good time. He's chilling. He's just like having a rave in the back with all of his like lights and the audio and the sparklers. Like he's just having a good time. So we, lo we love Jeff. Big fan of Jeff up in here. I don't ship Jeff with anybody. He's just chilling on his own. Jeff is too busy vibing for love. Yeah, he's I just think. vibing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We stand Jeff in this house. All right. Anybody yes. who <laughs> anybody who questions Jeff, um, I'm gonna have to ask like our producers to please ban them from the Twitch chat. <laughs> we don't take to Jeff slander very kindly here. Up next we have Julia Orsborn. Yeah. Um, I play Sam. I'm still like her shoes. I don't know. I feel like the stranger maybe steals them. He's like, this is what you have to give me for hitting me with your car. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. But I mean, also, do you really need shoes if you ride off on a dragon? Like, That's a really intellectual question. I just wanted to pop in and say that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank you. True. It's true. Like, 
if you're gonna ride off on an Eldritch Dragon, do you really need shoes wherever the heck you're going? Like, well, no, and I feel like this is this is a very good example of mutual aid because the stranger can then eat the shoes. A delicious snack. Yeah. She left him there specifically right. for the stranger to eat. Right. And I mean, as someone who has now established themselves as a goat person, perhaps with a goat stomach, you know, they can they can process the the leather and the rubber better than humans can. So I'm just saying, like, everyone wins here. And we love situations where everyone wins. Like, I think that is a good life lesson is strive to create something where everyone benefits except for racists. Anyway, the next person that we have is uh, McKenna Ramsey. Woo! Hi. I play Veronica. My name is McKenna. You see her pronouns. Um, all your ships are terrible. My <laughs> ships are true. You're all awful. So my ship is the character Veronica with me, McKenna, the real-life person. She will leave the screen. She will sit on my lap, and we will kiss. And that is why Sam's shoes are on the beach, because Sam will leave her, the screen and go and sit on Julia's lap and kiss her if she so if they so choose to do that. I know what I would do if it happened to me. And that is my prediction. That is very the first storyline of cold cuts where everything that <laughs> meta spoilers for like a six month old story sorry if you've not watched it yet you should have by now uh, but yes that that is very much a the broadcast answer to things and i like that and i appreciate that i am still on the sam rowan train but nobody asked me except i asked me <laughs> okay platform go ahead and send everyone the scripts all right. Chapter three, Visions of Goatmen. Interior, yellow fiat, day. From the side mirror of the car, the goat man vanishes into thin air. Sam watches, her eyes locked on the goat man. Sam, petrified in shock, turns back to Vincent. What the fuck? Sam turns back, facing forward. Impulsively, she opens the car door, exits, and runs towards Vincent. Vincent! Vincent! Sam? What was that? What was what? What was that? The goat man! The freaking goat man! You... You can see him too. What is going on? Oh my god. I'm, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm not crazy. This, this is all real. Everything's real. What is real? Uh, the quest. The play to save the world. It's... It's not in my head. It's... That thing, it showed me the future. It told me that this play was the only way, and and he's real. You mean, you weren't talking metaphorically, or you were talking about... A world-ending event, Sam. I saw a, a dragon in the sky. A flash of the polluted beach from Sam's point of view. The fire. The fence. The factory, the stranger, the dragon. Sam snaps out of it disoriented. This is all real? Yes. I didn't know what I was getting into. I just had a gut. Feeling? Uh, yeah. Sam's face turns from disbelief to concern. What are we going to do? What are we going to tell them? I don't know. We don't have a script. We don't have a guide. And the world ends in four weeks or something like that. Oh my god, I ruined it. What? No, you have nothing to feel sorry for. What are we gonna do? I don't know yet. I'll do something. I'll figure it out. We just, we need to work harder, that's all. Work harder? Yeah, just a little, work harder. What about school? Our classes? We can do both. We can, we're gonna have to do both. We just need to push down for a couple more weeks. Okay. I believe in this. I believe in this. Sam smiles and breathes heavily. Vincent looks at her warily. He looks down away from her, scared and lost. Interior, Vincent's living room, day. Vincent barges into his home and immediately starts moving upstairs. Sam follows him. Veronica said they'd be here any minute, so we need to be on the same page. Okay. 
Um, what's the plan? Continue as normal. Focus on tech. Focus on what we have already. What about the script? Vincent's mother enters, climbing up the stairs. Vincent stops. Vincent, I'm going to need you to pick up your brother from school today. What, today? Yes, today. He's done at three. I need you to... But I... <laughs> no buts. I have a doctor's appointment. I need you to do this. Okay. Okay, I'll get him. Vincent's mother leaves into her room in the second floor hallway. Vincent resumes and walks to his room down the hall. You have time? Uh, yeah, I, I, I've got time. About 20 minutes? So the script. We don't know how the play ends. How is it going? I, I know. Uh, I know. Listen, Sam. We need him. We can't do this without him. We need to contact him somehow. Contact him? Uh, how? I don't know. I have an idea. I'll talk to Bert. Meet me outside the abandoned church tonight. I'll text you. Got it. Vincent opens the door to his room and sees Veronica, Chuck, Bert, Rowan, and Jeffrey all inside. Shit! How did you all get inside? They all look at each other bashfully. Rowan gestures to Jeffrey, who lifts a bunch of rope from a bag. Jeffrey points at the open window and smiles. Okay. What's the plan, Chief? You left us. Vincent looks at Sam, then back at the group. He fidgets, clearly in stress, but smiling, trying to keep it together. All right, guys, uh, we're a few weeks out, and we're going to need to start thinking of fundraising. Any of you have any ideas? Vincent beelines to his bedside cabinet drawer. He opens it and tears through it, looking for his car keys. Bake sale. Great idea, Chuck. Uh, Vincent? What's going on? Uh, anyone else? Vincent closes the drawer and looks around his room. Couple of my gambling buddies owe me money. I can ask them. Magnificent. Great job, Bert. Mm -hmm. Vincent grabs a couple of coats off the ground. Vincent? What? You're fidgeting. I'm fidgeting. Yeah. What's wrong? Vincent looks at the coats, then back at Veronica. I'm having a bit of trouble on the, the writing side, but nothing I can't handle. I'll figure it out. Right now, I need you all to brainstorm. Sets, props, decor. What do you got? Vincent starts checking the pockets of each of the coats. We can get stuff at bare beds and furnishings. Bert and I can... <laughs> What's wrong with it? Bert has a thing with bears. A thing? I have an irrational fear of bears. God damn it, Bert. Vincent pulls out his car keys from one of his coats. Okay. I gotta go, but keep brainstorming. I'm loving this. You're leaving? I gotta pick up my brother from school, but I'll keep you all posted. Vincent leaves and closes the door behind him. Sam looks at the door and then back at the gang. Abandoned church? I volunteer. I'll get the stuff. Jeffrey, you in? <whistles> Jeffrey gives Chuck an affirmative whistle. With what money? The bake sale? Nah, I was spitballing. Now that I'm thinking about it, I'm a bit insecure about my baking skills. Then how will we get the stuff? Oh, we'll get the stuff. Chuck puts his sunglasses back on and smirks. Interior, bare beds and furnishings, night. That night at bare beds and furnishings, a Draco logo. The store is closed for the evening. Chuck, Veronica, and Jeffrey all emerge from couches inside. Chuck peeks out. He no longer wears sunglasses. All right. Let's stock up. Chuck, Veronica, and Jeffrey get out of the couches. Rowan emerges from another couch, struggling. For the record, I am not on board with this. Okay, we need two chairs, about 20 books, a table, a telephone, and a couch. Got it. Uh, Jeffrey, you got everything Veronica said? Jeffrey gives Chuck a thumbs up. Okay, great. Uh, let's go. They crouch down and scout the place like Navy SEALs. Chuck picks up two chairs. Jeffrey picks up a table. Veronica collects books and a telephone. Rowan stands in the store, frozen and clueless. What am I supposed to do? See if you can get us an exit? Rowan goes to the window and tries to pry it open. She checks for a lock or lever. Nothing. I am not on board with this. Exterior, abandoned church, night. Vincent, Sam, and Bert sit around a fire outside the abandoned church. Bert, shirtless, sits facing Vincent and Sam. He tends to the fire. Okay, so this being, this 
Daemon you mentioned? Ring similar to the satyrs of Dionysus. A satyr? Dionysus? Like the god of wine and parties and stuff? No, 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 the god of madness. Before the Greeks, there were the Mycenaeans, and the Dionysus they worshipped was quite different than the one we know today. A darker god. In all the stories, he only had one desire. Life. And standing in his way, always, was man. Desperate to live against its nature. Desperate to, to, to control. No god ever did a finer job in reminding us how base and natural we truly are. Uh, do you think what we saw was, was him? Maybe. He picks up pages of the stranger's script and tosses them in the fire. <sighs> That's your script? You're burning your script? It's a hand copy. We need to call out to him. Vincent, Bert, and Sam all look into the fire. Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> what do you see? Sam looks deeper into the fire. An image of a dark, endless hallway moving forward. Ominous drums. Sam is trapped inside as the hallway moves around her and the drums get louder. Vincent also leans deeper into the fire. Vincent finds himself trapped in the same hallway as Sam. The drums grow deeper and deeper. Goatmen approach from all directions, bleeding and surrounding Sam and Vincent. They speak one at a time, all in the voice of the stranger. I should have known better, but trust is a fickle thing. Let's see you dance without me. The goatmen all laugh and start to envelope Sam and Vincent. A roar bellows from the abyss around Vincent. The goatmen flee in horror. Sam and Vincent are suddenly transported to the woods near the polluted beach. High above them, the eldritch dragon vaporizes and devours fleeing goatmen. Sam and Vincent run in terror and are transported back to the fire outside the abandoned church. Bert continues to lean into the fire, his eyes closed. Okay, I see, uh, a deer. A deer in the woods. Walking alone. Why is he alone? Why doesn't he have any deer friends? He's alone, in the woods, and, and he sees those eyes, <gasps> red eyes in the dark woods, approaching slowly, and he, he cannot run. Oh, why can't you run, little deer? No one taught you how to run? <laughs> Sam, still shaken, looks at Bert in anticipation. He, he can't escape. He can't escape the, the bear. The bear! Bert snaps out of it. Sam looks down in disappointment. I think, I think I had a vision. I, 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 I don't know what it means, but it seems important. Vincent stands up and walks away from the fire. Sam follows. You saw it, right? Yeah. What do you think it means? I don't know. Damn it. What? I, I don't get it. I, I don't know what it means. Hold on a minute. You don't know how it's all going to work out. Yeah, but I... I need to know how it works out. I do, because otherwise we're screwed. Sam stands, unable to help. Why did it have to be us? It's just, I feel so powerless. We'll figure it out. Yeah, I'll figure something out. Sam and Vincent stand away from the fire. Exterior, interior. Bare beds and furnishings, night. Chuck, Jeffrey, and Veronica load all of their items in the unused straw bag onto a rusty old couch. All right, let's go. Rowan struggles to open the window. Veronica takes a heavy item and throws it at the window, smashing it. Veronica puts her hand on Rowan's shoulder. You're doing great, darling. She exits out the window. Rowan follows. Dance! Chuck and Jeffrey lift the couch and scuttle toward the exit. They struggle to get the couch out through the window. Chuck lifts a leg out of the couch outside, while Jeffrey lifts the other leg inside the store. Okay, okay, <clears throat> okay. We're going to need to turn it a bit. Ready? And... They turn the couch. Jeffrey leans on a glass vase and it falls to the ground, shattering. Rowan winces. Shit! Was that you, Jeffrey? Jeffrey whistles affirmatively. He looks at the additional vases nearby, curiously. He knocks one over and it shatters. He sticks his tongue out and smiles giddily at the group. He knocks another vase over. Rowan moves in and Jeffrey hands the side of the couch to her. Jeffrey then moves out of the way. Rowan immediately buckles under the couch's weight, but keeps it up. All right, I'm going to turn it the other side. 
Okay, and... Wait. The couch hits another glass item and it shatters on the ground. I know I'm helping, but I'm still... Damn it. All right, uh, let's just push through, okay? And... Chuck and Rowan both shove with all of their might to get the couch through the window. No progress. Ugh, it's the bottom. I'm gonna tilt it toward you, okay? What? Uh, I'm gonna get it on this table. Slant it. Wait, Chuck. And lift! (laughs) They both lift. Chuck gets onto the table next to the window. He proceeds to smash several more store items. They finally get the couch outside with all of their items. They all stand outside on the sidewalk with their stolen furniture, panting. Good job. Wait a minute. Where's the car? Jeffrey shrugs and shakes his head. You didn't bring it? Jeffrey nods. Why didn't you bring it? Jeffrey picks his nose and points to the sky. You thought we were being picked up? Jeffrey nods. Picked up by who? (laughs) What the... This was your plan, Jeffrey. I trusted you. The cast is counting on us. Guys. Guys. I thought we had a plan here, Jeffrey. We went over this. This is a really big deal, Jeffrey. Guys, we've got people coming our way. Oh, crap. Okay, everyone. Go, 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 go! Veronica, Rowan, Chuck, and Jeffrey dash off with the couch and everything on it. I am still not on board with this. Interior, lighthouse stage, day. The stolen furnishings are all placed in a corner by the stage. Vincent views the furnishings. Rowan sits near the stage. Great work. Uh, How'd you get this? You don't want to know. Sounds good. Vincent moves away from the furnishings to downstage where he can view the full stage. Sam sits near him. Okay, people, get into position. On center stage, we reveal a group of dance students. Who are these people? Dance people. For the fight scene. There's a fight scene? Don't worry. It's gonna work. If you say so. Vincent sits down and points toward the dance students. Okay, now dancer A, initiate lotus stance and cross kick dancer B across the face. Dancer C, jump over dancer D and sweep the leg of dancer A after her second kick. Dancer E, tumble in and initiate contact with dancer D in three points of contact. A, B, D, and E, recover. Dancer C, hit your marks A, B, D, and E. Don't forget your necks. Begin. The dance students commit fully to the choreography. It falls apart pretty quickly. Vincent leans in towards Sam. Hey, Sam. Thank you. Yeah? Oh, thank you for... what? For... still believing in this. No problem. The manager of the lighthouse enters the space, a little unsettled by the pile of disoriented dance students. Hey, you here to check up on us? Yeah, can we talk to you for a moment? Interior, the lighthouse, day. The manager, Vincent, Veronica, and Sam and Chuck walk toward a table. The cafe is otherwise empty. The manager sits down at a table. Vincent, Sam, Veronica, and Chuck join him across it. So, what's going on? First off, I want you to know that this is not your fault, and if I had my way, we would have the show. I'm sorry? The cafe has struggled to make ends meet for a while. What do you mean? I see people here... All the time. It's not enough, unfortunately. The building's been bought out by a bigger company. What about us? The building is going to be closed for the duration of your show, so you have a few options. Options? There are a number of smaller theater spaces I know that may work for a later date. Smaller? Later date? I know this is not what you expected, but my hands are tied. (sighs) We need a stage. Is there anything else you can do? As I said, there are a couple of smaller spaces in the area. I could put in a word for you. We can't do a later date. I don't think you have a choice here. Vincent freezes and leans back. He then leans forward again. Who bought this place? Excuse me? Who bought you out? I, uh... Was it Draco? Draco? It was Kane. Serena. They are owned by Draco. How did you- You're playing into their hands. They're trying to sabotage us. Can't you see it? I don't think a big corporation cares or even knows about a community theater production. (laughs) They're fucking us. They know what we're up to. Chill out. I'm going to need you to calm down. (laughs) Chill out? Like you, Chuck? I mean, I'm indifferent, you know? Sturdy as a mountain. Not helping, Chuck. I lost my cool the other night, Veronica. You saw it. I don't like it. I'm starting to care too much. I don't believe this. 
No one is listening. No one else in the world cares. We're the only one who cares, and we can't do shit! Look, Vincent? Vincent, look at me. (sighs) Vincent starts to laugh nervously and uncontrollably. (laughs) Vincent, look at me. Veronica holds onto Vincent's face. He laughs maniacally. (laughs) Vincent? Vincent? You there? <laughs> you remember those 80 movies where, like, a gang of kids would just grab a bike and go on an adventure somewhere? I, I want to do that. I, I want. You want to do that? Let's go. Let's just go. Let's go on an adventure and on a bike somewhere. That sounds like a great idea. Let's let's walk for a bit. Veronica and Vincent stand up together. This is. All my fault. This isn't your fault, Sam. Veronica takes Vincent outside. For what it's worth, I'm terribly sorry. Sam looks down. She starts to relax. A class bell rings and... Interior, Graymore classroom, day. Sam sits in class, deep in thought. An image of the beach, the blast of fire, the factory, the glasses in the woods. She overlooks a massive factory plant burrowing deep into a valley. The ground erupts, a blood-curdling roar. Sam blinks and is back in the classroom. Around her, her classmates leave for their next class. Sam puts notebooks in her backpack and pulls out her phone. She sees a text from Rowan. Interior, Graymore hallway, day. Crowds of students rush to their next classes. Against the current of students, Sam pushes toward Rowan, who is heading to her next class. Rowan! Rowan! Rowan turns around to Sam. Sam, your text. You're not in the show anymore? Sam, I'm sorry. What's this about? I'm not doing the show anymore, Sam. My grades are falling apart. The bell rings to mark one more minute until classes. I've got to go to class, Sam. I'm sorry. Rowan heads off. Sam follows her. No, wait. You're quitting? Just like that? What about the world? The the world needs us. Sam, I've got other responsibilities. You can't do that. We're so close. Just trust me. Look, I know you care about the show, but I don't have any power in this. Please, Rowan, don't. We stole the furniture, Sam. We stole it. You stole what? I'm sorry, Sam. I wish there was more I can do, but I need to get to class. Rowan enters her classroom, leaving Sam alone. Interior, Sam's living room, day. Sam opens and closes the front door behind her after a long day at school. Sam's father and mother sit in the living room with a computer. Hey, Dad. Sam, can we talk to you for a minute? She puts her backpack down and enters the room. Yeah, what's this about? You want to explain this? Sam's father turns the computer to Sam, showing an email from her teacher. The source bibliography thing. You missed it. It's worth a lot. I know that. He told me you had a handle on this. I know I did. It's just... Sam, (sighs) we can't have this, okay? You have an actual shot at getting into a good college, and you're blowing it. What if I don't want that? We want you to be able to choose your career and the life you want. You can't do that if you're... Dad, I'm cooked up in that box every day. You can't expect me to... Your mother and I have made a decision. What decision? Until you get your grades up, you can't do the play. What? No. You have a source project due next Friday. And for all I know, you haven't even started it yet. Right now? That's your priority. But that's bullshit. Watch it. The play is way more important right now. You don't understand. I know you've made good friends from this, but... Right now? No, that's not it. We cannot have you flunk out. I'm not gonna! You're flunking out right now. I can do both. Just please let me. Final word. School needs to be your priority right now. Interior, Sam's room, day. Sam paces back and forth alone in her room. She takes a breath and calls Vincent on her cell phone. Hey, Vincent. Hey, 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 what's up? Sam freezes and stammers. Um, Vincent, there's something I've got to tell you. What is it? A long pause. She holds back tears. Sam, what is it? I can't do the show anymore, Vincent. 
What do you mean you can't do the show anymore? I can't do the show anymore. Why not? I just can't. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Sam. My parents won't let me, Vincent. Do you know what's at stake? I don't have a choice. Sam, I can't do it without you. That's not true. Sam, you're the only one who knows. I, I can't do it by myself. I'm so sorry. You have no idea. The world is endangered, Sam! We were entrusted to save it. I wish I could. Forget it. I'll do it without you. Vincent. The call ends. She lets go and starts to have a panic attack. She cries and stims uncontrollably, nervously hitting her head again and again. She collapses to the floor alone. We stay with her. Exterior, Vincent's room, night. In his room, Vincent sits on his bed with his cell phone in his hand. His eyes are red with tears. Exterior, Vincent's home, night. Vincent walks downstairs to the living room. He sees his mother asleep on the couch. A toddler, six years old, moves toward Vincent and looks at their mother. He tugs at Vincent's arm. Vincent looks down at him, then at his mother, then at him again. Come on. You want some mac and cheese? Yeah. Let's make you some mac and cheese. Vincent lifts his brother up and carries him into the kitchen. His brother hugs him. Oh. Interior, Graymore Study Hall classroom, day. Rowan works on her source project in study hall. She stares blankly into her computer screen, glaring at a blank page. She looks around and sees no one is paying attention to her. She pulls out her cell phone. No phones! Rowan puts her phone back in her pocket. Her feet are restless. She looks at the clock, then the window. Then she tries to start her source project again. Interior, Graymore class hallway, late afternoon. Sam sits down in a class hallway late in the afternoon near a teacher's office. She takes notes and works on her source project alongside other students. A sunset pierces from the teacher's office window and hits the tiles of the hallway floor. Sam looks out at the sunset. She lets the light hit her face. Interior, Graymore Main Hallway, night. Sam walks and carries her backpack down another hallway. She notices an open window. She walks over and sees that it leads to a section of the roof on the school. She looks back inside the school for a second and then goes through the window. Exterior, school roof, night. Sam's feet land on the roof. It is lightly raining. Sam finds Veronica sitting on the edge of the roof. Veronica has been crying. Veronica? Sam? She smiles at her, holding something back. It's quiet up here. Yeah. Can we get into trouble for... Shouldn't we be... Have you been... A moment of silence. I'm sorry about the show. I feel like I let everyone down. The show was falling apart before you left. You had, you had nothing to do with it. Have you talked to the rest of the cast? I've said my goodbyes. Goodbyes? It's just a feeling. I've seen it before. People disappear. I don't want people to disappear. I know you don't. Another moment of silence. I'm sorry you and Vincent broke up. <laughs> Veronica takes a breath and smiles. Feels like I'm frozen in time up here. Yeah. Veronica looks at her. Listen. Sam and Veronica share a moment of silence on the roof. Veronica closes her eyes. Sam does too. The sound of car wheels swooshes through wet pavement. There is light humming of streetlights. Sam opens her eyes. She looks at Veronica. Veronica looks forward and a tear runs down her face. She turns to Sam and hides her sadness with another smile. She drops the smile, revealing another teenage girl, heartbroken. Unsure what to say or do, Sam just sits with her. End of script. End of episode three. Everything's going wrong! <laughs> yeah, we have, we have definitely hit the all is lost moment.
y'all are working me way too hard and y'all are not paying me enough. I demand <laughs> a raise. <laughs> okay, can we all talk about how my prediction came true? Right. Um, Veronica's single now? Yeah, I was about to say, oh my God, she's single, ready to mingle. McKenna, get ready. <laughs> I just like, more and more that I'm like, Sam and Veronica. Yeah. Yeah. Would be really interesting. Also, I could see Sam and Vincent could be interesting. Yeah, Veronica, Veronica and Chuck also. (laughs) (laughs) Or or Veronica, Sam, and Vincent. And Chuck. Two things really quick. Nina, we need we need a like signal so I don't choke on my water anymore. <laughs> Two, <laughs> someone also said that like when you get when you hit the Seder with a car, then you see him, and that that happened. Mm-hmm. Also, oh. the stranger and several goat men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Several. several. Excellent goat, by the way. I want to interrupt this conversation just to speak directly to Joe Blakey, who I know is watching. That if Chuck does not end up in a relationship with someone, your last day alive is this week. <laughs> I know you personally. I know your entire family, Joe. I this is a big mistake if you don't like just like put him in. Like I need this right now. But jokes on you because you're not going to find out for another two weeks. <laughs> Are we having a misery, a misery moment? You're just going to lock him up in your basement. Just be like, rewrite it. Rewrite it right now. <laughs> Platform production company is not responsible for any of uh, Brando's actions. He is he is his own man. Uh, we can't be held accountable for any of this. Um, mm-hmm. Johnny Law, if you're listening. I would also like to submit an apology for thinking that there wouldn't be more than one copy. I was wrong. And we burned another one. So that was my The bet. hand copy, yeah. A hand copy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was that Is that all to be the copies now? Copy? <laughs> <laughs> it says hand copy in the script. I know, but I, I know. didn't know if it was a typo or if I don't know what a hand copy is. And I thought I was gaslighting myself. <laughs> I, don't know, I, don't know. I think it meant that he wrote it out. Like, I imagine oh, that pre- yeah. by yeah. hand. Probably, yeah, by that would oh, make sense. Oh. Bert wrote that whole thing. So really I don't know sore. what it is. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I didn't know what that was either. I was like, mm, yes. I know. I just kind of go along with things. Everyone knows that bears are master hackers, so Bert probably doesn't use a computer. Oh, Bert, a thousand percent he doesn't does not want, trust. Yeah, he doesn't mm-hmm. want any any bears to find his personal information, which I think is a very valid concern to have. But predictions about the goat man's true identity. We did have some some suggestions dropped that he was the original Mycenaean. Dionysus, but that could be someone completely different. What do you think? Any thoughts? I will refrain from predicting. My brain just like went straight into like Percy Jackson. (laughs) 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 And now I can't stop picturing him as like, oh, Percy's friend, like Grover, is it? Like, (laughs) his just dorky best friend. I'm like, yeah. I was going to say, my prediction for the goat man. What if Vincent goes crazy? I don't know. He's just, he's going crazy. He's on his way. And then there's like a time cycle. I felt very composed throughout like this entire... Loop. Yeah, your I character seemed very, very composed when I was grabbing his face and telling him to get his shit together. <laughs> Let's yeah, go on an adventure on a bike. If anyone is super into learning about mythology, there's this great channel on YouTube called Over the Sarcastic Productions, and they have a lot of great... Oh, I love that channel. Yeah, they do a whole one about Dionysus, and it's super cool Mm. and interesting. I like that Vincent wants to go full (laughs) E.T. That's Delton. No. Oh, wait, no, no. No, Vincent did. (laughs) Vincent was literally like, I want to be an 80s movie with a bike adventure. (laughs) So we know we're not in the 80s. And also the first script I remember now said that it was the near future. Well, there's cell phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Are they Nokia's? Are they the kind of phone you can chuck like a football? Well, hey, or is they this have, like flip? I no, they gotta be flip phones that can survive the apocalypse. The apocalypse. The apocalypse. The apocalypse. Your Motorola. Hello? The the matrix like razor like it was like or like it was like this big. I don't I remember the chocolate though that like just had a little keyboard that popped out the bottom. I want one of those phones for my Carly. It's shaped like a pear because it's completely unreasonable. It's stupid. It would never work. I just want one, though. (laughs) Welcome to the last 15 minutes of Gold Cuts, where Meredith tries to keep actors on track.
Sorry. Meredith barely tries to keep actors on track <laughs> because Meredith is also an agent of chaos and appreciates it. You're doing you my job gremlins. for me. <laughs> that said, any further predictions? What what do you think? Any any ships that we haven't discussed yet? Any I mean, Brando, you've been you've been glaring at the screen <laughs> like you're glaring. I, I imagine you're just you've just spent the entire time glaring at Joseph. Joe Blakey's hands are sweating. Uh, that's yeah. Um, but any any thoughts? We still haven't gotten any answers about the shoes or the dragon. Obviously, there's a connection between Draco Company and the dragon. Uh, but any other interesting connections? Do you think maybe Sam's parents? They're dragons. Have, they're dragons. I hate yes. them. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think I Sam? I Vincent's brother and the mac and cheese. <laughs> also, excellent, excellent kid voice. I like that oh, he's thanks. a he's written as a toddler. Oh. I didn't think <laughs> toddlers are six-year-olds. So chat had a good point. Thank you, chat. Dragon eating goat men doesn't look good for dragon goat shippers. That's a good point, but at the same time, I have seen some of these portions of the internet where I know that that's not a deal breaker for some people. In fact, also it's a spiders. deal maker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they've already done it, and that's why they're eating them now. Sorry, I need to sh- shift the conversation away from shipping. I feel like I took it way too far into this direction. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just like, I'm nonstop me. thinking about the introduction of, like, the corporation and, like, how they, like, yeah. cancel yeah. their play. It's just, like, it's really, um, it's got me into a place where I might need to talk about this with my therapist because I just, you know, I really can't wait to find out why they like really targeted this play and like what's going on and how they know about mm-hmm. it and like what the conspiracy is and um, just really invested right now. So crazy time. What if Sam's parents are part of the corporation? So they're trying to keep Ooh. her out of the play and they also put like an Apple Air tag in her shoes. So she has to get rid of the shoes because that's how the corporation's oh. tracking them. Oh, that's, whoa. whoa. Big that's, brain. All right. That's big brain. What if this Dude. is like Illuminati shit? Oh my and God. This, the, the school guard has a double shift at the factory, is in it, and is talking to the teacher about the grades. Yes. Oh, shoot. And also, Kind of to, to pull off something that Brando just brought up too. This the 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 little like local coffee shop that gets bought out by the multinational conglomerate. The apocalypse is brought on by gentrification. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, it doesn't. Sam's vision. Sam's there's like the the corp is like drilling in some valley or something, and then you hear the dragon roar. It's like yeah, it's, they, they, it's like they, it's like in a fissure or something. It's like drilling, and then the dragon comes out. And it was probably intentional. They probably found it and were intentionally drilling and decided they were going to make some money off whatever they found down there. Yeah, they were like, I bet dragon skills are very lucrative. Maybe that was the end goal. They were like trying to expand and like drill because they called the chorus called Draco for Mm -hmm. can't be a coincidence. They had to have known. This is like an old, probably like centuries old thing. This is Illuminati shit we're getting into. Like, and then they made the company (laughs) and they're like, hey, we're going to. To take out the dragon and then but why is one so there's a demon dude and he the go and he's trying to stop it oh why is he trying to stop it because but, the, but then he's got in their way by getting rid of their script why is he trying to stop it though because in, in the in the vision and bert was talking about like the old like the darker god version of dionysus and he's saying he's like he's he wants life and humanity stands in the way by wanting to survive so does that mean dionysus doesn't want humanity to survive wouldn't that be? But Dionysus is a party bro. Dionysus wants humanity to live, have orgies, drink, and like do drugs. That's what Dionysus is about. He just Wine like wants cults. to keep his entertainment. <laughs> Mycenaean Dionysus. Mycenaean they said Dionysus differently. Is, is, so it's yeah. different. It's different than Greek Dionysus. So I'm like confused. Does he like? I'm confused. Does he actually want to stop the apocalypse? Does he? Or is this just all fun for him to watch? <laughs> yeah. He's vibing. This is cool. But so mm-hmm. something to think about too is that Dionysus also had. A cult following of the uh, Minads who would whip themselves up into drunken frenzies and just rip people apart and just do a heckin' murder. Usually yep. bulls. They were fun bulls people. Bulls were big, but then they did. Can they heckin' murder dragons? I don't know, but there's, I mean, that's something be to think about too. Although the dragons are heckin' murdering the goat mans, so maybe not. I mean, it, it could be possible. It's just because just because he had some overlaps in goals 
with Vincent and Sam, and it doesn't mean that it's it's one on one. He Goatman's got his own agenda too. There's probably three separate goals that are happening right now. Uh, from chat, the corporation is trying to cause the end of the world in order to take over whatever remains after the cataclysm. Oh, so it's Tesla. <laughs> who said? Who said? Ah, they dug too we, into are, the are the students a metaphor for the children in the mines? Oh it is God. just. It's just Tesla. Yes. yes, Brando. I want you to come back to me because I have something very controversial to say, but I don't want to say it until it's like the very last thing that is said. Well, we have to wrap up, so let's just go ahead and button push on it. You can't just say that you have a controversial opinion and then not share it. Come on, man. I just don't want any discussion <laughs> after this because I just, I've been holding on to it this entire time. Um, but I'm kind of anti-Jeff now. I have like feelings against Jeff as a character, okay, as a I'm person. Out. I'm leaving. Oh, where's my I'm stuff? sorry. I'm. It just it came to me, and I can't shake it. I have seen your contract, and I know that Jeff blasphemy is is grounds for getting you out of this. I don't care. I just needed to get it off my chest. I'm anti Jeff. I just. You're just salty. You're salty on Chuck's behalf that he didn't bring a car. Sorry, we can't find the end show button, so you're gonna have to sit in this. So everyone. We'll argue about this after the show. I have to wrap everything up because Cold Cuts is based on an original idea by our writing partner, Declan Grogan. Music is by Vincent Torsiello. Day of the Greeks is written by Joseph Blakely. We do this every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and every Tuesday the videos are posted to YouTube and the audio is available on all streaming platforms. Make sure to follow us online at Platform Prodco, that's P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M-P-R-O-D-C-O, for more, and please subscribe to us on Twitch. We're affiliates, and we could really use your support. See you next week, everyone. Bye. Bye.